Uh, I'm joined by lecturer in DC, Roddy Flynn, about media ownership. We did speak to Lynn Boylan about this and she did raise her concerns in the doll. Uh, Catherine Murphy last night slating Enda Kenny for ruling out an inquiry into media ownership. What do you think? Um, I think actually the question of an inquiry into media ownership is kind of unnecessary at this stage. We've had a lot of inquiries. It's not like there's um, some smoking gun that, you know, or there's some unearthed evidence. We know what the situation is. Um, so we've had, um, you know, a new piece of legislation in 2014, Competition and Consumer Protection Act, which has a specific section that's there to give quite substantial powers if they choose to exercise them to the Minister for Communications relating to media mergers. The, media, the successive ministers, Alex White and now Dennis Norton, have thus far, unaccountably for me at least, um, decided not to um, exercise the, the powers that they could to, to investigate the, the impact on pluralism and diversity. Um, of and let's just recall what's happened since 2015 the takeover of UTV on two occasions the takeover of TV3 the takeover of Satanta of six regional radio stations and now seven um, regional newspapers all of that has basically been nodded through um, by the comp- by the, the competition authority and a full investigation which would involve the, the broadcasting authority of Ireland hasn't um, occurred um, in addition to that um, you have um, a piece of research that I'm the Irish principal investigator on, um, but which is a European Commission funded piece of research published uh, in this year, which concluded that there was uh, Ireland was in the high risk category when it comes to media ownership. Um, you've got another report commissioned by the BAI uh, from Crown Chambers, which also um, described you know the extent of concentration um, in Ireland. You have the Lynn Boylan report. Uh, I'm not actually sure what another inquiry um, would tell us that we don't already know. We already have a significant problem. That's well established. So establishing that is not is not the problem. The problem is the, um, well, for me at least, is the perplexing reluctance um, on the part of the state to use the powers that are available to us to at least investigate um, media um, acquisitions and mergers and what implications they have. The last big action I can think of myself is F104. Yeah, and that is quite a long time ago. Yeah, just looking at maybe back as far as Tony O'Reilly, looking at the power he had, mm. is this a, a warning sign? Looking back, it depends what you mean. What is what a warning sign exactly? Is the lack of pluralism, as you say, and the fact that certain online uh, distributors who have nothing to do with yeah. other media organisations can't even post a criticising article on Facebook anymore, it seems. Is that worrying? Well, I mean, that's a, perhaps a, an issue that less to do with media ownership exactly and much more to do with um, defamation law um, and the 2009 Defamation Act. And I think what you're kind of gently hinting at yeah. is that one particular media owner um, is a very effective um, user of, uh, of litigation um, as a means of... You could argue, I suppose, as kind of chilling um, kind of public debate. Now, on the other hand, um, that media owner, like any other individual, is entitled to defend their good name. And it is worth acknowledging that at least two of the cases he's taken have gone in his favour, have been successful. So he has been defamed. Um, I mean, there is a question there about the manner in which the 2009 Defamation Act works. Um, In theory, it was meant to make things better from the perspective of newspapers and media in general. It was meant to make it easier to mount defences against the charge of defamation. Um, It was also supposed to end the situation whereby there was essentially no limits on the scale of a a, um, award that could be given if damages. 
in practice, it's not very clear that that's happened. Um, the introduction of the press council was also supposed to sort of keep people out of the courts and to sort of give them a cheaper, you know, recourse uh, if they felt they had been libeled in some way by by newspapers. Um, my own kind of anecdotal sense, if truth be told, is that it hasn't been terribly effective um, in that regard. I know that media ownership and how the media affects the way we think, how the media affects the way, or t- as opposed to telling us what to think, telling us what to talk about. Yeah, all of that is a massive, massive mode of research and it's there's I don't think there's ever going to be a proper conclusion to it mm. but surely if one person is in control of the majority or is a majority stakeholder in the majority mm-hmm. of outlets it seems like it's a Joseph Goebbels style situation there where okay that's strong <laughs> it, it, maybe it is maybe it is very strong but those like you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you if you're working for an organization well look you raised a really interesting question there um i mean whenever i have asked journalists or when i put it to journalists that um it would like the way i usually put it actually to journalists is something like this um we don't find it terribly surprising that employees working for ford or for general motors do what the chief executive of general motors broadly speaking expects them to do why do we think it should be different um, for newspapers? And the answer to that is usually, well, uh, professional journalistic norms mean that um, kind of those there's like a Chinese wall somehow between owner and and, and journalist. Um, I remember specifically um, being on RTE talking with uh, the business, the then, he's no longer there, but the then business editor of Independent News and Media. And his argument was, look, in all his years in Independent News and Media, no one ever tapped him on the shoulder and said, you must print this or you must not print that. And yet, um, when we did research earlier this year that looked at the relationship between ownership and editorial control, and I should just give you some kind of context on that, we looked at um, a couple of case studies that related to how RTE treated government ministers. Cause we, so we said that the state owns RTE, right? Uh, and then we also and we compared that basically with how um, they, the, the, the same stories were treated in News Talk and in uh, FM, sorry, in News Talk and in Today FM. Then we also did um, uh, studies where um, Dennis O'Brien was a subject of public controversy. Um, uh, I think it related to the Moriarty Tribunal and it related to the um, the aftermath of Catherine Murphy's comments in the Doyle last June when she read details of his banking relationship with um, IBRC uh, into the Doyle record. And again, what we did there was a comparison of how that story was treated in independent news and media outlets and how that was treated in every other Irish um, print media um, outlet. Now, with regard to RTE, we couldn't find any particular correlation between its ownership by the state. Obviously, there's a kind of an arm's length kind of between RTE and the state, um, but nonetheless, it is ultimately owned by the state. We couldn't find any correlation between RTE's ownership and you know, kind of adopting more favourable frames um, for the state. Um, The opposite actually tended to be the case. RTE tended to give more time um, to kind of difficult stories from the state's perspective and were at least as likely to emphasise frames that the state would have regarded as problematic or negative from their perspective. The same wasn't true when it came to independent news and media. Um, Now, I should I just want to emphasize at the start. It wasn't that we found evidence of like crude cheerleading in in the independent papers for Dennis O'Brien. You know, Dennis is our hero. Yeah, right. It's nothing like that. Um, broadly speaking, the same frames are present in all Irish print media, but the emphasis on frames which were 
useful um, for Mr. O'Brien tended to be greater um, in independent news and media titles. I mean, it's on a very, a very crude thing. We looked at whether the story of the Moriarty Tribunal was it framed as a story about Michael Lowry or as a story about Dennis O'Brien. And we did this through this, a very crude thing of just how many times are those names mentioned? Um, and I can tell you that looking at the, I think, the seven or eight daily newspapers, um, the the three papers which gave the least um, emphasis to Dennis O'Brien um, and gave the most uh, to Michael Lowry were the Irish Independent, um, the Herald and the Irish Daily Star. So the three daily newspapers owned by independent news and media. That, to me, suggests influence of some kind. But I, I, sus- I, I, I suspect that what um, the business editor of the Irish Independent told me is probably true. I don't think anyone ever tapped him on the shoulder. I suspect, I suspect, I don't know. And I, I mean, this is something else that we need to kind of look into, the kind of the, the culture of, uh, of kind of a day-to-day journalistic practice in, in different Irish um, media organizations. But I suspect it's to do with the kind of the cultural air of where you're working. You know, how, given a choice of doing this story or doing that story, story A, which is about the person who ultimately has a significant shareholding in the company I worked for, um, or doing a story about anything else, basically, I'm going to... yeah. I probably be tempted yeah. to go the latter route and that's I mean that's sinister at one level but it's human you know it's, 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 there's nothing terribly surprising about it it's what I would do I haven't I, don't, I haven't done much research into um, the manner in which DCU um, is, yeah. um, is, 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 is operated because I, I probably wouldn't be that profitable for me you know I understand Rodney Flynn it's been enlightening talking to you I'd love to spend longer but unfortunately that's about all the time we have thanks a million not a problem thank you